Welcome back, everybody, to the Below Average Joe's MMA Podcast, episode 79. It's Monday, that means we're here with another results and recap, this time for hashtag UFC Vegas 21. Is that what it is? We're racking them up now, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, UFC Vegas really does just keep growing and growing. But your host, as always, Noah B. and Dominic Salee, we're beginning another week. Dominic, how does it feel? We're halfway through March. Yeah. I feel like it was just yesterday where we said, oh crap, it's March and we got to break down all these amazing title fights. <laughs> now we're halfway through it, but we're just churning them out. A lot of good fights, some weird fights last night, weird endings. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what happened. How are you though? I'm good. I'm, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good though. Uh, you know, it's always nice to get to watch a fight card. I mean, I I say that every week, broken record, but, you know, there's a lot to talk about, a lot to really dig into here from Saturday night's fights, and you're right, there was some weird ones, obviously weird endings, as you can, you know, you probably are aware, two fights ended in a no contest. And now back-to-back weeks with weird shit happening. Yeah, it's it's definitely, it's definitely a uh, concern, isn't it, right now? Yeah, it's funky. Um, But we're going to get into that. Before we do, however... It's time for the news. The news. One fight announcement to talk about here. But, oh my, what, what it's a, a good fight, one. What a fight announcement Th- it is. This one got announced and I shit myself. I was not ready for it. <laughs> Happening at UFC 262 on May 15th. A little lightweight bout featuring oh. Benil Dariush, oh. who we are oh, yeah. the biggest members of his fan club. Yes. And he's going up against Tony Ferguson. The Boogeyman. The Boogeyman, who we are also big fans of. Wow. Is now, this every fight fan's type of yeah, I mean, fight here? Come on. I know Benil might not have the name value to the casual <laughs> fan base as Tony might, but on paper, this is an amazing fight. Six-fight win streak. Yeah, and you know, I do want to just, at the top here, point this out. I know there's a lot of concern about Tony, you know, his decline, I guess you can call it. Um, 2020 was not a great year for Tony Ferguson. Back-to-back losses, both in pretty dominant fashion. You know, the the Justin Gaethje fight, I think, is a little more even than Mm. people give it credit for. But still, Gaethje kind of pummeled him, especially at the end. Then he takes a fight with Charles Oliveira. That one was... Gets absolutely dominated. One-sided, yeah. However, it's very clear coming off those fights... Gaethje and Oliveira could very well be two top guys. number one and number two yeah. in the lightweight division without Habib. Yeah. So a step back here at a guy who's been a he's right now in that fringe top ten role like Benil Darius. I think it's a very appropriate step back for Tony. Yeah, it is. But it's still a dangerous opponent. Oh, this is this is just this is incredible matchmaking. Yeah, it really. This is. is one of those we throw this phrase around beautiful chaos. This is violence. This is going to be violence, blood, guts, two guys. As tough as nails, never going to turn away from a fight, a battle. Both guys like to get hit every now and then. <laughs> yeah. This is a barn burner of a fight. And for both guys, a lot of a lot to prove in two totally different aspects. That's know? a good way to put it. I was going to say, it's the biggest fight of Benil Darius's career. Oh, yeah. But in some ways, it might be the biggest fight in Tony's career yeah. because of the implications. Yeah. You know, he is on a two-fight losing streak after that huge winning streak he had been on where he was kind of the uncrowned champ at times, it seemed. Now he's lost to the top to two guys that are mm. top five, top three, whatever. 
So, so on paper, technically, you give him a step back, but man, who knows if it's a step back? Exactly. You know, Darius, we that one of the reasons we became such fans of him. If you remember our very first episode, our pilot episode, yeah, was recapping the Derek Lewis Alexi Olenek card where he had the spinning back fist KO. Yeah, this dude's a dog. He's really been making huge strides. Last year was a great year for him. And that fight he had with Fajera in January, yeah, yeah was Fajera great. was a good fight. Um, he's really coming into his own here, and, oh, yeah. and it's going to be interesting to see how he fares against a guy who is always violence. Exactly. And you pointed out this is UFC 262, right, in May. Yep. This is a card that still has no title fight yet. Yeah. And it's a stacked card, as we were just talking about right now, as is. So it's it's interesting. We were even saying off before we hit record, like, maybe they'd throw another lightweight fight on there, potentially for an interim belt. I mean, May kind of lines up for all those guys. Gaethje hasn't fought in a while. October. Chandler barely got... He didn't even get touched in his fight. <laughs> yeah. Oliveira's ready. He didn't get touched by Tony in December. I think something else is going to be added. And then you got Dustin and, and Connor Dustin, out there. And Connor. Who knows when that'll happen. Amanda Nunes is an option. They yeah. want to turn her around. I have a feeling that's going to be at least one. Of, I would imagine so. Her and um, Pena. It, it wouldn't hurt it to see a, maybe yeah. a... A, a Gaethje Chandler or yeah. Oliveira. I just have a feeling something else big is going to be plopped into that. Oh, it has car. to be. I mean, there's no way Ferguson Benil's no. going to be main eventing or anything. I, I think a co-main would be reasonable. Yeah. But I'd love to see like two title fights above it. Oh, man. Uh, chef's kiss. You Woo! already got Barboza Burgos on there. You got Alex Perez, Matt Schnell, Andrea Lee, and Tonina Shevchenko. Chukagi and Arruyo. Rankings next to every one of those names. Ooh, that's, that's, a, that's a freaking card. Even, even Priscilla Cachuera and Gina Mazzani is a man, good fight. That's an incredible card. Yeah. Who but, knows what's going to be added. But, man, Ferguson and Dayush, I mean, early contender for obviously fight of the night that night. I don't care what other fights <laughs> get added to the card. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. I might even go as far to say that could be a fight, fight of, of the year. Fight of the year. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I, you know, it's usually the kiss of death, it seems, though, to even... <laughs> throw that out there but i i feel kind of confident in that one i don't know yeah fight fans alike across the community are lighting up for that one for mm-hmm. sure yeah that's coming to you ufc 262 on may 15th and that's the end of that's it the news the news all Fun. right let's recap a little funky yep hashtag ufc vegas 21 we had six fights to break down two of those ending in no contest there's some takeaways, though, here, but we start with the prelim notables. Yes, yes. Now, Dominic, who is your prelim notable for hashtag UFC Vegas 21? Well, since they somehow managed to put Angela Hill on the prelims, <laughs> you bet your ass I'm going with Overkill Hill here. Mm-hmm. She looked so good last night against Ashley Yoder, a rematch years in the making. Man, she looked so incredible in the clinch. The knees to the body made me want to throw up. Her clinch work was incredible. Wrestling, striking, super aggressive. Never stopped going for the finish. Even submissions on the ground. Angela Overhill, Overkill Hill at 36 years of age. Still honestly looking better now than she ever has before. Two fights before this. Razor thin splits that you could argue she won. And, uh, you know, add those two to her record. Her record all of a sudden is looking pretty solid. And she's never strayed away from a tough fight. And I can't wait to see what's next for Overkill Hill. Yeah, she looked great. She really did. And uh, I've even heard some people throwing around the idea of her potentially pushing for a title shot here soon. You never know. Which is so weird for someone who has an under 500 UFC record. But, you know, some of these losses, especially in 2020, were so close. 
even me thinking that she won at least one of those Claudia Gedalia fight sticking out to me, but then yeah. the, even the Michelle fight with fight Michelle Waterson was, was so fight close. Too. Yeah. So I, I, it's crazy kind of what she's been able to accomplish even yeah. in her losses, and now to get a big win over Ashley Yoder, um, good for her. Good to see her get back on track. Yeah, and I hope she has the fight with Tisha Torres. To be honest, oh yeah, I, can... I think that's that's the fight she wanted. Apparently, Tisha didn't want it. I don't really know what all happened. But Angela Hill is ranked for a reason, and she deserves that. That's another rematch in the making, by the way. They've been talking trash to each other. I want that next. I know we don't match make for prelim notables, but, but still, it just yeah. That's what I think no, she that'd deserves. Be fun. So. That'd be fun. As for my prelim notable, there's a couple options here. Just shout outs to guys like uh, Matthew Semmelsberger <laughs> getting that 16 second knockout of Jason Witt. Yeah, literally first fight of the day. Yeah, and it was right over. there. Um, Randy Yaya is another one, a guy who. Had a fight of the night performance on that Tiago Santos uh, Glover Teixeira card. Um, he submits Ray Rodriguez, furthers his standing as I believe, if I'm going to word this properly, he has the most submission wins in UFC bantamweight history. Um, just an interesting thing to note there. Cause, good company when you look at a division like that. Yeah, so he's been looking really good as of late. My pick, though, is going to be Charles Jourdain. He ended up getting a TKO over Mar- Marcelo Rojo in the third round. What a fight. What a fight. I mean, it went back and forth. Charles Jordan was probably losing the fight. I don't know. It's hard to tell, but it went back and forth. The reason I'm picking him is because in his corner, before the third yeah, round starts, dude, chills, chills. he said, I'm going to be a world champ. Now, do I think he's going to be a world champ? I don't know. But usually when a guy says something like that and it gets caught on camera, you're like looking to see it on some cringe compilation later. Yeah. But then to see him he went out start and fought that like round, one. he literally yeah. fought like I'm fighting for my life kind of thing. Yeah, coaches told and this him is you a have guy, to. and this is a guy coming off of a huge win he had. I want to say it was the end of 2019 over Duho Choi, mm-hmm. and that was another fight where he was losing, and then knocks out Duho yeah. Choi, a guy who had shown to have a granite oh, chin. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's been in um, wars. So Jordan, I'm ready to kind of tap him as the Rocky Balboa yeah. here, a guy who you just can't. Put it, if you don't put him away, then he will find a way to get that victory. Yeah, man. The corner said you got to go finish the fight. Look what he does. Finishes yeah. the so fight. So I was just so impressed by that kind of that that mental toughness and that that willpower mm-hmm. there. So I have to give him the prelim notable there. I love it. Now we'll move on to the main card. Well, we start. This is a uh, no contest sandwich here. Yeah. Um, we start with Eric Anders and Darren Stewart's fight. Going to a no contest due to an illegal knee. To a grounded opponent. That's two weeks in a row, ladies and Sound gentlemen. Sound familiar? This happened in the first round, towards the end of the first round. What yeah. were kind of your thoughts of the fight and what happened here? Great fight early on, and then Eric was just began to pour on that pressure. And the, He looked great on the feet last night, cause, uh, and he was going for takedowns and his clinch control up against the fence. Darren Stewart really began to have no answers after a while. He was getting worn down. And all of a sudden, Anders throws the illegal knee, an obvious one. Darren Stewart, clearly, not only did he have a knee down, had his hand touching the mat as well. And uh, he goes on to still land the knee. Man, what's going on? You know what's funny? I saw this on Twitter. When Jan did it last week, Eric Anders said that he's like channeling his inner pride rules or something. (laughs) Jan then quote tweeted that tweet last night with the palm to the face emoji. (laughs) So. What are we doing? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, come on, guys. Like, this is this is day one. I mean, this is, like, stuff that 
I remember when I was learning more about the sport when I first started watching. It's one of the first things, you know, because when I was watching it with you, I'd go, why, how come when the guy's on the ground, he's not just throwing knees or kicks to his face or Mm -hmm. stomps, you know? And you would just explain to me that that was illegal. So these are guys that have been living, breathing, fighting in it for years. And I know that different promotions Mm -hmm. have different rule sets. But come on, man. (laughs) These are two guys that are veterans of the UFC. They've been fighting under these kind of rules for years. And it's just a shame because Eric Anders was clearly looking like he might finish this fight. He could have finished it in that round. And now he loses it. He doesn't get his win bonus. Yeah. He doesn't get a win in general. Nope. And he could have even been arguably given some sort of performance of the night bonus. Yeah. It's and you know, now we gotta go into okay, Jan's did you hear all this like explaining of the difference of Jan's knee and this knee and how Jan's was determined intentional against Aljo. Therefore it becomes a loss. Right. So last night Eric Anders' knee was determined unintentional and since it happened Within the first two rounds, the fight is ruled a no contest. If that knee would have happened in the third round, they judge the fight up until the knee lands and then still score a winner and loser. And I did not know that until last night. <laughs> there is a lot of shit going on. That's And it's like, how do you determine unintentional versus intentional? Because you threw the knee. How can you like, say that a knee is unintentional? Right. Like it's you a strike that you knew you threw. It wasn't like he was... It's, and it's not an example of like Eric Anders going for the body and Stewart moving his head at the last no. second and hitting... No, yeah, like, that is where you could say you know, like an unintentional no. for sure. This was anyway. legitimately like lining him up yeah. and knee to the face. And that is intentional. Yet, they ruled it unintentional, therefore no contest. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd probably know. rather them rule it a no contest. Right, I agree. But it's just weird. But though. it's just weird under the rule set. It feels like there's some yeah. inconsistencies, and especially because we had these two situations happen week to week. Yeah, it, it makes it even worse. It's a yeah. worse look. And and so based off of that like scoring part, so if Jan had landed that knee last week and not been told prior by Mark Smith, hey, he's down, and then he threw it, and it would have been deemed unintentional, they would have had to score the fight. Really? Because yeah. it was in the. And Jan would have won via split decision because that was apparently the way the scorecards were. That's such a weird... I I never knew that until last night. There was a video that came out with one of the UFC guys, and he was explaining to the media everything going on. So, man, I don't know what's going on, but I hate seeing this back-to-back. And then the fact that we start the night, or start the main card and end it with a no contest, it's just like, man. Yeah, it just kind of, you know, for a great night of fights that it was, there was a lot of good moments on here. Yeah. You know, quick flash KOs. Well, like I said, and then it just gets sandwiched. Yeah. In between, you know. And you get sandwiched, and this is not what I like to see. I get it. Some people love the controversy of it all, Mm. and, you know, but that's not me. I'd rather just see clear winners and losers. Like, that's the point. Exactly. And that's not really even going to change with this next fight, in my opinion. Because after this, we go to flyweight with Matthias Nicolau and Manel Cape. Matthias getting the split decision over Manel Cape. 29-28 times two for Nicolau and then 28-29 for Cape. So, Manel Cape now 0-2 in the UFC. Um, Should be 1-1. I I think I speak for a lot of people where I say we both agree on this. Cape. Won the fight, he won. in our opinion. Great fight. Great. It was all, yeah, Nick, by the way, fight of the night, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, that, this is my main, card, the main fight card. of the night. Um, 
Matthias looked great. First round looked really good. Had the takedowns. He clearly won round one. Yeah. Round two, Cape looked like a beast. Yeah. Started to really unload. We he, finally he saw hurt, him with the output. He hurt Nicolau in that yes. second round. And that Bad. was the Cape we were all looking forward to when he made his debut. The output he was putting on, the quick hand speed, and the power he possesses to be a 125er. Woo! Then round three, back and forth. Yeah. It was in an incredible round. Razor thin until the end. Cape lands nasty knees to the body that clearly hurt Matthias. And to me, that was like, okay, that, that's it. So to me, that's it's it. about it's all about damage at the end of the day. Yeah. So who he landed the hardest shots of that round. Yep. A round that was back and forth, very close. Well, once those knees ended, I knew, okay, Cape won yeah. this round. Agreed. And I thought it was clear. Yeah. Now, but apparently not. I am still going to say I'm frustrated with Manel Cape because as great as he looked in the second and even the third round, the guy still was so tentative to start this fight. Yeah. So it, my frustration is still growing with this guy who shows so much potential. Oh, you see him and you just know. And, and you even see it in this fight. Yeah. But it's it's like too little too late, you know? And I, I get it. Like, he did pick it up in the second round. Yeah. with great. Third round, back and forth. And Matthias looked great in his own right, really yeah. showing that he's a top 15 level He's talent. very good. But now it's just it's just frustrating because Cape was literally the rising champion. Yeah, had that pedigree coming in here, and now he's zero two. And it well, and he has fifteen career wins, fourteen via finish. Crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, again, but he's so... is it showing the levels? Maybe because Pantoja now Matthias, yeah, just... but the output clearly in Pantoja we know wasn't there. Yeah, but even last night there were still moments where you're like, ah. I mean, you yeah. just keep going. Well, in, well, like when in he round hurt, one, in round two when he hurt Matthias. He started to kind of pounce, yeah. and then he backed off, which I get. You yeah. know, you don't want to out, out like, but then he just stopped throwing. Yeah, and he kind of coasted to a round victory. Yeah. But it's like, dude, I think you could have maybe done like finished the fight there. Yeah, it's 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 odd. It, DC it's, had good commentary on him. He's been training at AKA. <laughs> oh, okay. I so didn't with know Habib that. and all those guys, and Javier Mendez was in his corner, so that was interesting. And that's what they talked about from really start to finish. Him and Bisbing, and uh, yeah. You like you said, you see the potential when he's in there yeah. fighting, and when he, especially in that round two, you're like, okay, there he is. This is right. the guy. So I don't know. It's unfortunate because again, we both felt he won this. He should be one and one, uh, arguably with a number next to his name after last night. But he's not going to be. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the former rising champs zero and two in the promotion. I mean, what do you even do with the guy? You know, it's tough now. Yeah, I mean, you got to think that. He's going to, I mean, he got in there very quick here coming off yeah. that last loss. And I don't doubt he will do it quick again. <laughs> I, I think so, too. To be too. honest with you. I mean, you got to know that this has got to be pissing him off at this point. Especially especially this, last uh, night, man. When you when you feel like, again, though, I, you can judge the judges and <laughs> their yeah. scoring here. But at the same time, I'm still frustrated with them. I, I want to see that output over the course of three rounds. Yeah, I know he can do it. He's proven he can do it. Yeah. But we're not seeing we it. And now it's costing him back to back fights here. And now he's kind of at a at a at a very it's standstill. Hard. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be hard to come back from it. Yeah. Best of luck. I mean, I can't wait to see the guy fight again. Because I I just have a feeling at some point we're gonna see that full potential. It's gotta happen. Yeah. He's I gonna mean, have to let it happen or he won't be in the UFC much longer. Um you can't look, start your tenure in the UFC 0 and 3. Yeah, I mean that's just I mean I know everybody thinks I'm sure all the people in the UFC and the guys that match make they think he won too. At the end of the day, 0 and 2 is the record yeah. in the UFC. I mean, 
10 years from now, five years from now, a year from now, when you go back and look at the record books, you're not going to remember that Nicolau and Cape yeah. had iffy scorecards and that Cape probably won. You're, gonna see you're the just going to see the L and the win yep. or the W and the L. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And both these guys still super young, by the way. So, so much potential here. Cape's only 27. Matthias is only 28. Yeah. And it, we love the flyweights. Just two more great guys that are going to continue I, I, to build. For Nicolau, I'm giving him number 15. Tyson, Tyson Nam. Nam. That's a great I, I think fight. you interject him into that top 15. Yeah. He was 3-1 and one prior to being cut. He comes back. He does get the win in a great fight that could have went either way, even though we both scored yeah. it for Cape. Right. Or you give him someone like Amir Albazi, and then you give Cape Tyson Nam or something. I mean, yeah. it, it went, I, either way, it wouldn't. I feel like I still watch Cape, and I'm like, okay. He's can compete with the top 15 guys. <laughs> yeah. And I guess I'll stick with it. This is still probably a really bold take, but I said last week I think Kai Car France should fight the winner of this fight. Fuck it. I'm staking <laughs> with it. Okay. Give me Kai Car France and Matthias, a guy that's going to test Kai on the ground and on the feet. That could yeah. be a hell of a fight too. So yeah. I know that's a step back for Kai, but he's still kind of in an odd spot. Yeah. And he'll seem to fight anybody. He just fought a guy that wasn't ranked. Why not do it again? I I have a feeling Matthias might have a number next to his name. Come Tuesday. Just maybe. Yeah, maybe Nam drops out of the so, top 15. Great like fight, though. Um, technical battle, but plenty of action at the same time. Yeah, I really liked it. Moving on to Bantamweight, Davey oh, Grant. Oh, man, the underdog. With that knockout over Jonathan Martinez. Not a lot of people saw this coming, including us. What were your thoughts on this fight? <sighs> Martinez dropped Grant late in the first yeah, round and yeah. damn near finished the fight. And Martinez going into this was like a 4-1 to one favorite. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking, okay, he's just going to continue to capitalize, come out in the second round and look great. Davey Grant, man, to his credit, really dominated the whole second round on the feet. He was way more aggressive, was picking Martinez apart, and then that left hook came out of nowhere, Well, see, landed flush. That's Woo. a good point, that he was dominating the second round. Yeah. You know, this is an example of a guy who just kind of had a lucky punch. I mean, this was a guy that was clearly showing that he was being... Oh, yeah. It was uh, odd to see a guy that had just got dropped 30 seconds <clears throat> earlier, or a minute earlier. He was able to clear those cobwebs pretty quick, Round man. two starts, and he looked damn good. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a good win for him, for a guy who, he's 35 years old, towards the end of kind of his, you know, probably past his physical prime. Yeah. This is only his third win via knockout. Guy that's a submission specialist. Eight wins via submission, and now he gets his third. This is back-to-back knockout wins for yep, him. Yep, yep. A guy that's maybe showing some, uh, I don't know where he's from. He's from England. He's from the UK. Yeah. So he's showing some English power, I guess. Yeah, Bisbing was loving it. Yeah, so. Uh, there, were, <laughs> there were three guys from the UK fighting last night. One of them won. The other two were involved in a no contest. So there's that for you. <laughs> yeah. Give my man Davy Grant Cheeto Vera. Oh, really? Give me a war. Give me a battle. I think Cheeto, ranked 15, coming off of a loss. He's still hovering around that area anyway, yeah. and I think he'd be down to fight anybody. I can't wait to see Cheeto back in the octagon. And Davy Grant having that, really, a career resurgence in his late 30s, now on two-fight win streak, both via KO. I think they'd have a fun fight. And why not give the guy a shot to at least earn a number? So. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. I wasn't, you know, going in, I right. wasn't thinking about giving him a ranked opponent, and I, I guess I won't go there then. But if you're going to, I mean, that makes sense to me. And Martinez... I'd still be on the lookout for him. He was a 4-1 to favorite for a reason. Um, I think that was slightly disrespectful to Grant at the same time, but Martinez showed a lot of promise. You he's saw a, he's he only that 26. First round. You know, oh, yeah. He's so young. Power, very crisp striking. He'll be back for sure. Mm-hmm. 
That's his first loss via knockout, by the way. His first loss via finish. Really, every other was a decision? Decision and one via disqualification. There you go. So, if that doesn't tell you something. Oh, Martinez will be back. Moving on. Featherweight. (laughs) This one's quick. Oh, my. Oh, my. Dan Ige. 50K Ige. With the first punch he threw, knocks out Gavin Tucker 22 seconds into the first round. To DC's credit, didn't it feel like it was three seconds and the fight ended? I don't know if you got to hear the commentary, but he's like, was that just the fastest knockout in UFC history? One, two, three, four. I think it was four seconds. Then they showed the replay, and it's like, oh, no, it was actually 22 seconds in. It was because for, like, the first 18 (laughs) seconds prior, they were just kind of shadow boxing. Nobody landed a shot. This was the first strike to land of the whole fight. It's similar to kind of how Connor's left hook against Aldo. Yeah, I mean, both guys throwing. Yeah. One throwing a left, one throwing a right. Oh, man. Ige landed clean on Tucker's chin. One punch, walk off KO. Yeah. Looked like Mark Hunt. Yeah. Nasty. And then the kahunas on this guy, by the way. Oh, soon to be father, his wife. 36 weeks pregnant. Awesome. So, about to have a baby. Got the 50K bonus last night. That's a good way to start it out. And damn it, Noah, he called out the Korean zombie. Yeah, he did. And you know what? It's hard. It. It's hard to. It's hard to say anything about the guy after a win like that. And now he's seven and two in the UFC. Yeah. Look, I'll be upfront. I mean, my, based on our prediction episode, our preview episode, I was not super sold on Ige as a top ten talent. Shit. Hard to doubt him with a performance like that. I mean, again, it's a one punch KO. There's not a ton to yeah. talk about. And but we've seen guy. so many good things from Gavin Tucker. Well, I man. picked Tucker to win this yeah. fight and to be knocked out so easily is like very shocking. Even if he was a guy outside the top fifteen, like man, I mean that that's a hell of a performance right there. Oh yeah, for sure. I, EA I, and TKZ, man. I'll so, fuck it. If he called it out, I'm going with that one. So yeah, I mean. I'll give another one just oh, so yeah, we're, of course. you know, I, I wouldn't mind it though, just because that is who he said he wants. And I believe Korean zombies type of guy to be like, let's fucking go. Yeah. I'm actually going to go with Josh Emmett. Mm, Josh Emmett that tore his eight, tore all the CLs, all the CLs in his previous fight. But that was last summer. Yep. You think Dan Ige could get in there pretty quick, but maybe he'll wait a little bit. Who knows what he'll do. I, I think that would be a hell of a fight. Yeah, I wonder when Emmett will be cleared. So that was in I, June. Yeah, I have no idea. We're going on a year. And, you know, that's about the and time. And a guy that's on a tear right now on a three-fight win streak, man. And, I mean, he might be looking ahead, but when you look at who's ahead of Emmett, you got Cater, Korean Zombie, Rodriguez, Zabit, Ortega, Holloway, Volkanovski. I mean, he's kind of stuck right now. Yeah. Because of this layoff. So I think a fight with Ige, Ige being a guy who's main evented a card before, you could, and uh, Emmett has as well. Yeah, you could definitely make that a fight night. Oh, hundred percent. That'd be uh, people a hell of a might, fight. People might not be like as invested in it as some of these others, but I think it would be a. That's a fight of the night written all over. Exactly. it. Exactly. Apparently, if Ige's going to be in a fight announcement that we talk about, we might call it fight of the night potential. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, and he earned my respect with this one. I mean, I I respected the guy anyways. I don't want it to come off like that. Man, I just I I wasn't sold on him being top ten. I, I didn't know that one split, punch. Well, power. a lot of these split decisions he had been in. But to go in there and make a statement, yeah, I mean you you can't. There's nothing I can say. Man, he, you can't give a better nickname than 50K after last. And now night. he's got to look ahead. Oh, 100% has to look forward here for Gavin Tucker. This guy still has so much potential. You got caught with an incredible shot. Go back to the drawing board. Yeah, I mean it's easy to say that, but he is up there. I mean he is 35. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so you know that the cl- he's fighting against the clock as well as his opponent, you know. So I, I, I agree with you. Go back to the drawing board, come back. Mm. He'll probably still be that fringe top 15 guy. Yeah, he'll be so. right there. But he does, he, this is a gutting loss for a guy who was really in the biggest run of his career right now. Right. I, I like it, man. Ige, shout out to freaking 50K, one-shot punch. <laughs> yeah. What a what a Earned every bit of it. Oh, yes, he did. The co-main event at light heavy. Give me three boom, boom, boom KOs in a row. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, we love it. Ryan Spann with the TK over Misha Serkinov. A minute, 11 seconds into the first round. Holy shit. Dominic, I mean, this now listen. This fight went a minute, 11 seconds, but it was done pretty much you know, the moment it started. I was so right on this fight and so wrong at the same time, okay? <laughs> so, number one, said it was going to end in the first round. Check that box off. Number two, I said Spann was definitely going to have the advantage on the feet with the speed and especially the power. Check that box off. The only box I didn't check, a Serkinov first-round submission. Never stood a chance. He got <laughs> rocked early on. Spann moved in for the kill. He uh, stood up at the perfect time. Serkinov invited him to the ground. He said, nope, you're going to have to get up and strike with the Superman. Then he knocked him down again, went in for the TKO. My oh my, Ryan Spann, now only one loss in the UFC, 5-1. and one. The Only loss to Johnny Walker. This guy's legit, and a guy that's six foot five, a long reach, mm-hmm. only 27, 28 years old. This dude's a problem, oh, especially in a, a division right now that is so wide open and so many variables and moving pieces. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, this was I, I'm very happy that this was the one fight I got right on the card, and I got <laughs> it very right, so it feels good in that way. But. This fight went about how I expected. Serkinov kind of showing that weakness in his chin again. And, I mean, this is like the third time that he's in his, pre, you know, Dude. I don't know if it's back-to-back for, I think his last three losses all being really quick KOs. No, bro. Serkinov, he only goes one-round fights. He's either going to beat <laughs> yeah. you in the first round or he's going to get KO'd I'd be in the very curious round. to see we need if you average out his fight time compared to other oh, fighters. It's how, short. How, how high he is up it there. It is short. Um, but yeah, I mean, this fight went about how I expected. Ryan Spann just being the younger, the stronger, the harder puncher, the better guy on the feet in general. Ain't it scary how good he looked on the feet? Because we're talking about a guy with 11 submission wins. Yeah. yeah. Go, we know, you know, going into that Johnny Walker fight, we're like, okay, this dude's a submission specialist. He, if he gets Johnny down, he's going to cause problems. We've seen Johnny get dominated uh, on the ground. And then to have a stand-up war with Johnny ultimately lose, and now this with Serkinov with a, basically a one punch, yikes! Well rounded stud. Gonna, I'm gonna match make for Serkinov first. This is a tough loss for him. He's gonna drop probably to like number twelve or thirteen, depending on how they do it. I'm going fifteen, Jamal Hill. Yeah, I was gonna say Hill and uh, Craig, Craig are lined up, up, right? No, they just fell, fell out. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a great fight then. Yeah. So I would go Jamal Hill versus Misha Serkinov. I think that'd be really fun to test Jamal Hill. That's on the a ground. good test for Jamal. You yeah. Know? Now I think we're gonna disagree. Yeah. A little bit on Ryan Spann. So you go ahead with yours. I'm gonna get two back-to-back fighters in a row that had great callouts. So I'm just gonna go with both their callouts. Ige, okay. of course, with Korean Zombie Spann. Calling for the winner of Jimmy Crute and Anthony Smith. That fight's happening April 24th, if I'm not mistaken, which is a banger in itself, by the way. Yeah. Smith and Crute, that's a huge test for both guys in two total opposite ways. And, uh, you know, Spann here was 13th coming in. Serkinov was 11th, so you got to figure he's at least going to be bumped up two spots. 
really the winner there would make sense. I don't think going from 11 to 6 would be too far of a jump. And even if Anthony were to lose that fight, I think Span Anthony Smith would be the fight to make regardless. I think that's a great yeah. fight. So uh, I'm going to go with that. Okay. I'm only disagreeing on picking the winner. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the loser, the loser. of that fight. Um, I just, you know, if Anthony Smith wins, being that he's number six ranked, I know Ryan Spann's probably going to jump up to about 11 or 10 mm-hmm. here. Anthony Smith, and I know he's been showing an ability to just kind of fight, take fights against whoever yeah, to really gone. prove it. But if Anthony Smith beats Jimmy Crew, I think he's kind of earned a right to fight someone in the Get top five. In. Yeah. While for Jimmy Crew, if he beats Anthony Smith, I think the UFC's going to want to push him into that top five. Yeah, yeah. So I think the loser of this fight makes a little more sense for Ryan Spann, who is still coming off that flash or quick KO loss mm-hmm. to Johnny Walker. Good win here, but I, I want to see a little bit, I guess, slower progression. I don't know. Yeah, Spann could very well be a title challenger in the future, man. All the intangibles, well-rounded. Be only on the thing, lookout for Superman. Only thing you got to worry about with him is that his chin can get a yeah, little tough. He can't get into the crazy firefights. Yeah. We saw it with Johnny. Outside of that, again, five and one in the UFC against tough yeah. guys. Be on the lookout for Superman. Love the nickname, by the way. Yeah, that's he a, has the Superman logo yeah, tattooed no, on his a, chest. It's nice. Main event time. Well, <laughs> we started with a dull note. So you end with a dull you got note. Leon Edwards and Bilal Muhammad fighting to a no contest. Eighteen seconds in the second round. Eighteen seconds. <laughs> That's let's just weird. let's just be frank. There was not a worse possible way for this fight to end than what happened Saturday. And for both guys, for both of them, awful. I I was so <laughs> sad. I was sitting in my recliner, just like huh. it just that yeah. fight started. And I was like, oh, it deflates I, you. And Leon looked good. Bilal was holding his own in the first round, but you saw Rocky just like holy shit. Leon was beat. Leon was potentially looking like he could finish this fight. Man, he hadn't skipped a beat. If not, he's just gotten better. Yeah. And then second round, he lands an eye poke in the first round, very slight. Mm-hmm. It Bilal called it out and they stopped the fight, but they went right back in. This one, it, it was icky. Yeah, I mean, his eye bled. Yeah, you could see his eye bleeding. It was stuff. bad. It, it's rough. Uh, there's not a ton to really say here. You know, I I was. I was pessimistic about this main event for Leon Edwards. I said if he goes out there and kind of coasts his way to a win, then I don't see what it really does for him. He was and he wasn't coasting. It. Oh man! However, the fact that the fight goes like this, there's no way he's getting a title fight. <laughs> you can't going off this. You can't. He called for that, but you can't. And honestly, I I don't have. But that, do you run it back? I don't have that much interest in it being ran back. I, I let's talk through this. Okay, because, I was interested to talk about this. Yeah. So here's here's kind of my opinion: is Bilal Muhammad was given this opportunity because Hamzat Jemaev fell out, right? And I get it. You know, he was on a win streak of his own, so he was it was a huge opportunity for him. I don't think uh, like based off what I saw alone in this fight, I don't need to see this fight ran back. I don't. I, even though, again, anything could happen, I personally am going to give Bilal someone a little bit further down. Mm-hmm. Maybe you still give him a, a decently high opponent just for being like, I don't know, as like a, a sign of gratitude for even stepping up. Him and Jing Liang would be a firefight. Lee? I actually think I That's do. what he called for when he won, funny enough. Yeah. In his last bout, literally, no, he'd get a main event with Leon. But. Yeah, Jing Liang would be fun. Um, 
So that's. Uh, do you want to talk about your thoughts on them running it back potentially? Again, the problem is that Leon's just kind of left in no man's land again. Part of me was like, I mean, I guess this, you should run it back, but then the this part of fight, me like, ah. this fight literally couldn't have been worse. If Leon no. would have lost this fight, it would have been better than what happened. Yeah, hundred percent. More direction, at least. That's what I mean. You're, it's like now. It's like, what do you do? Because now, what I worry about is Leon's still going to be stubborn about taking opponents like Wonder Boy Thompson, like Michael Chiesa. But none of these guys that he wants to fight are going to fight him. Colby Covington, I don't think, is going to fight him. Maybe Gilbert Burns. Gilbert's calling for June. That's what he wants to fight. Gilbert Burns, Leon Edwards would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Man. It's it's tricky. I don't want to see him fight Bilal Muhammad because if he wins that fight, again, this fight would be ran back, what, in May, June, July? Yeah. A win there, and he still, in my eyes, doesn't earn a title shot. <laughs> I think it's different if these guys had a full fight camp and this was the fight from the get-go. But like you said, it came on, what, two weeks' notice, three yeah. weeks' notice? They just they threw it together. Bilal saved the card, really. You know? Yeah, I know. So, you probably don't run it back. Will I be surprised if they do? No. I can see him running it back. I don't know if Leon will even accept that or even contemplate it happening, I, though. And I will say he was very respectful in his post-fight interviews and stuff, and I could tell like he was trying to be yeah. professional, but you could tell that he's gutted. Oh, yeah. And then obviously Bilal was gutted because this is the biggest fight of his career, and now it ends like that. This fight shouldn't be ran back. That's my opinion. It I, shouldn't be. I would do either Wonderboy or Colby. And he probably has a better chance of fighting Wonderboy in terms of his opponent taking the fight. But will Leon take a fight with Wonderboy? Who knows? Wonderboy's calling for the title. Yeah. He's like, damn it. These guys are going to run it back. Uh, Colby's not fighting. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, Kamaru. Yeah. You ain't fought me yet. And personally, that is a fresh matchup. And I'd love to see Steven fight Usman, but that's not going to happen. I would, you gotta go, I mean, like I said, Gilbert Burns isn't a bad fight, and that'd be a cool fight. I'll go Leon Edwards, Gilbert Burns. That's what, that's the fight I'm gonna go with. You know, I didn't think about that last night. I didn't either. It makes sense. It's just, man, this is just, it really deflates you, you know, because. Couldn't have been a worse I really wanted to see Edwards come in here and make a statement, like it looked like he was gonna do. he was doing it, yeah. And really show that he should fight for a title. I want to see Usman get kind of a fresh face. I know that would fought. be a rematch years in I the I know they fought before, but still years in the, you know. Oh, just yeah, like, it's intrigue, storyline. That's, that's Leon's last loss. And then to go like this, he's not going to get a title fight off this. He's not. So you give him someone that, and I don't think you should run it back, because even if he beats Bilal in a rematch, he still doesn't get a title fight, in my opinion. Bilal is not a pedigreed enough opponent yeah. to earn a title fight off of. So, therefore, I give him Gilbert Burns. I'm going to give Bilal Muhammad Jeff Neal. Oh. Or, actually, I might go with Neil Magny. Oh, I like that. I like that fight. That might be the most boring fight in the world, but, you know. You never know. I'll go Lee Jing Liang because that's, I think that's a really fun fight, statistically, stylistically. Uh, man, like you said, we couldn't have had a worse result in this main event. That's what I'm saying. Is like this is a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity for Bilal Muhammad and Leon just looking to get back in there. Yes, you're gutted for both. That's guys. why going off of this, I don't think their path should cross at least until Bilal can put yeah. on a string of wins and show that he's in the top five. 
It's tough, but I don't... I'm running very... this back would not be a smart idea for Leon Edwards. If I'm being honest, I know he's the one that caused it, mm-hmm. but if I'm him, I'm not accepting I it. I don't think he will. What What do you think is going through the brains of those matchmakers come Tuesday at their meeting? I'm just... I personally think that I, I could be way off on this. I think they're going to be annoyed, first off, because, once again... There was nothing that really was answered here. Leon is still kind of stuck in this spot where he's like kind of just in purgatory. Yeah. And then Bilal, there, 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 there's more you can do with Bilal right now. Yeah, that's true. Um, but Bilal's probably going to be basically only wanting that rematch. Yeah. And I see his point. You know, he prepared. He took this fight. He saved the card. So he feels like he – and he didn't feel like he really – not a fair shake. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, I would understand him wanting to run it back. I'm just saying it ain't gonna happen. I think the matchmakers are gonna basically go. All right, let's look ahead now. What do you? What, what can we get for Leon here pretty soon? Yeah. Yo, maybe you have in, to turn Leon around. Quick. Maybe in May or June. You gotta on. turn him but, quick. But he needs to fight a guy that if he wins, it's enough to prove that it's title shot time. Man, I like the more I'm sitting here and you saying Burns, I'm just gonna agree with you. <clears throat> I. Burns is coming off of a title loss. Yeah. Leon's coming so eight-five win streak and a no contest. If Leon goes in there and looks like he did in that first round against Bilal and like even starches Burns, He'll get the title shot. He's so long has and I him. and I want that for him, yeah. even though like I'm kind of frustrated. And Burns is going to bring it to Leon. While Bilal, I say you give him someone like a top ten Neil Magny mm-hmm. because at least a win. And that, still that's still rewarding him. It's rewarding yeah. him, but. There was no reason for him to be fighting the number three ranked fighter in the division. Right, it was just something he just that got into the top fifteen. Yeah, so that's my direction. Um, this is very frustrating. I just yeah, it, sucks. Hate, that's one of those things you just hated. To sucks. See, UFC man. needs to do something about their gloves. By the way, yeah. Well, you see the, the picture, you see the pictures on Twitter. The curved in fingers. That's what they need to do. So you, you would have to fight against the glove to get your fingers yeah. pointed out. And straight. that's the way it should. You should not be able to do that. You straight just out. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't. And I bet as a fighter, it's so because you know they say you can do it as long as you keep your hand up. Right. Obviously, they can't see us, but you see what I'm doing. So like, <clears throat> but as a fighter, you're not going. What are you going to do? Patty cake them? Right. That's got to feel so weird as a fighter. Whereas you can just flick your fingers to gauge distance instead. Mm-hmm. It's a tough spot, man, but people have been calling for the gloves to change for a while now. Uh, shout out to Trevor Whitman with Onyx. They've designed gloves like this. Dana White loved them. He talked about it on Joe Rogan's podcast. So much so the UFC wants to like buy the technology that they use for their gloves. And that's the reason the UFC hasn't implemented them, because Whitman refuses to yeah. sell them. And now all of a sudden you see this happen in a main event in a fight that had a lot of big implications for both guys go like this. You're probably sitting at the drawing board this week at the UFC just at least thinking of something. Yeah. I'd have to imagine anyway. I agree. I agree. Love to be a fly on the wall for those meetings. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <sighs> so I guess that's going to finish off this results and recap for hashtag UFC Vegas 21. Overall, a great night of fights, but you never like to have these kind of... Even if it, no matter what fight it is on the card, I mean, it sucks that's the main event. And then you got the, another fight on the main card. Yeah, two out of six nothing. with no winner. Yeah, or it's just tough, you know. But overall, a great night of fights, per usual. As for the rest of the week, Friday. Can't wait for this main event. Another preview episode for... 22. Hashtag <laughs> UFC Vegas 22. 
headline. This is fun. By some middleweight boys that oh, are yeah. making some noise. Oh, yeah. Derek Brunson and Kevin Holland. Really excited about that fight, along with the return of Gregor Gillespie and that uh, co-main event, yeah. Taito Ivasa on this card. We got another six-fight main card, don't we? Uh, I only Is see five. five for now? Okay. But, you know, we'll see what happens yeah, when who we knows? get a little closer. Um, that poster looks sick. I love that poster. You so, got the quiet Brunson, big mouth, what yeah. they call Kevin Holland, yelling. I yeah. can't wait for that. So be on the lookout for this card. It's going to be on ESPN, this main card. So that's always fun when they put them on the actual ESPN. And we're back to 10 p.m. Yeah, uh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but that episode's coming to you Friday. Yep. Till then, mm-hmm. Dominic, tell the good people where they can find you on social media. On Twitter, on Instagram, at Diesley14. <laughs> find the podcast on Twitter. On Instagram, at B-A-J underscore MMA podcast. On Twitter, we're closing in on 150 followers. Nice. On Instagram, closing in on 60. Help us bump the numbers up, folks. A lot of great content over there. Thank you. Thank you. No. Nice plug. Yeah. Take them away. As for me, if you go to my bio on Twitter or Instagram, at NTBaker underscore, you'll be taken to our link tree, which gives you the links to all the platforms that the podcast is on, along with the social media platforms. That includes the Twitter, the Instagram, the YouTube channel, and Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. It's all on there, baby. And there's a couple links for the Anchor page. First, leaving a voice message. Something we really have been looking to hit in 2021. You've heard a couple of our friends speak on here. If you have enough thought or opinion on an upcoming fight, a fight that's already taken place, a news story, if you just want to say hi, if you want to ask a question, tell us we're a piece of shit, you can do it there. You have 60 seconds. Thoughts on iPokes? Yeah, there you go. Nice nice little one to throw out there. Also, there's a link if you want to become a supporter of the podcast. That just provides us with a few dollars a month. All that money goes back into improving the quality of the podcast, whether it be audio equipment or down the line doing a video podcast. Again, you can find all that if you go to my bio on Twitter or Instagram at NTBaker underscore. But with that, we're out, and we'll see you all on Friday.